Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee, pulling out of car line and heading to work, or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm Mom Podcast. Welcome to the I'm Mom Podcast. I'm Abby, and joining me once again are Chloe and Susan and Megan. And Megan has a helper today. Hi, James. Do you want to say hello? (laughs) Say hello. Hello. Hi. (laughs) James, are you excited about Christmas? She just said, are you excited about Christmas? You ready for Santa? (gasps) He shook his head no. He's not ready for Santa. I know you want to see the abominable snowman. (gasps) Yes. That got an answer from him. (laughs) Yes. What do you want from Santa for Christmas? Um, Race cars. Oh, that's a good one. Easy to please. Mm -hmm. I like it. I've got some that are out of commission. James, I'll send them up to you. (laughs) All right. And this episode of the I'm on podcast is called Take Back Your Holiday. And we're going to talk about kind of what we're seeing in James is like getting back that joy that we had for Christmas before everything kind of took over and sends us into crazy town. Mm -hmm. Um, So a few years ago, I was definitely in that crazy town uh, place in my life. I was in like this unhealthy state of obsession with Christmas. Um, You know, if we didn't do everything that I thought made up the perfect Christmas, I had this feeling like I was failing. Um, So for this, it meant, you know, we had to go see Santa. We do an annual picture at Disney, like where I have the, I stand in the exact same spot every year in Hollywood Studios. And so it's like I'm seeing like my kids growing in that exact same spot in the park. Um, then we have to go to our friend's Christmas party. And then I have to go to this other church group Christmas party or whatever. We have to see the kids' school performances. We drive around with hot chocolate and look at Christmas lights. We watch Home Alone. We watch Elf. We watch the Santa Claus. So basically by December 22nd, we're just completely exhausted and over Christmas before Christmas even arrives. Um, So this one particular year, and I think this was maybe three years ago, I took it a step further and I told my husband that I wanted to try baking. Um, I am not a baker. Like I didn't, and at the time, I didn't even know how to set up a KitchenAid mixer. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I just know it's heavy, but I don't know, like, what mm. do you do once it's on the counter? Do you, you know, fortunately he did. But I think I had been watching like too much of the Great British Baking Show mm. and Hallmark movies. And mm. I was like, mm. we you should do it. dress in plaid and <laughs> yes. make something together like this just feels like it, it makes our Christmas perfect. So we picked out a cookie recipe. Um, it was like a shortbread, I think. And... We it called for like green and red sprinkles and I only had blue so they kind of look like Hanukkah cookies when Aww. we were done <laughs> but it only took about two steps into the cookie making until we were arguing and it just was not a good experience and I look back I'm like what was I thinking why did I add <laughs> one more thing to our already busy schedule um, why did I do it and so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with you guys today December has become an endurance test mm-hmm, for us yeah. rather than a time to enjoy our families and so the question is you know why do we put all this pressure on ourselves and how can we take some of that off and also how do we try to help our kids really enjoy the season and not be overscheduled and overworked and over consuming of everything so mm-hmm. I guess my first question for you all is um, what stresses you out about Christmas when you think about the month of December what is the thing that kind of adds a little bit of like some heart palpitations maybe? I think one of the things that 
for me kind of stresses me out a little bit is a all of the activities I mean we have multiple Christmas parties things to do we're visiting both families getting gifts for the kids getting gifts for our parents getting gifts for whoever it might be um makes just the the laundry list of things to do is just so much but then also I would say just the finances like how much we're going to be spending in December stresses me out because there's so many fun activities that we want to do and things we want to see and there's travel and um, gifts and everything like that. So for Megan, it's all the gifts and finances mixed in. What about you, Susan? I'd say for me, because at my stage, well, Mm -hmm. actually always for me, uh, because I have a lot of kids, a lot of extended family, and I do like to cook. However, just the pressure of having it all together Mm -hmm. for that for that, you know, you're going to have, I have Christmas Eve dinner and I have Christmas Day dinner and then I have Christmas Day brunch and having everything wrapped and ready to go and not being exhausted. So for me, it's the pressure of having it all done and ready and pulling off this these amazing meals, mm-hmm. but at the same time being able to enjoy it because when you're scrambling to have napkins ironed and this, yeah, that, and the yeah. if you don't have it done early. so And then getting all my work done for work work yeah. so that I have enough time to take off to yeah. get all those things organized. Right. There's some mm-hmm. saying about, you know, how much work you have to do before you go on vacation yes. and before you take any time yes. off. I don't, what about you, Chloe? Yeah, I would say the same thing. And then just because um, my family, my side of the family, my husband's side of the family, they don't live near each other. So just making sure because we rotate uh, one year with one family and one year with the next or the other. Um, just making sure we still, you know, celebrate in some capacity, even if it's a phone call or a FaceTime. Just I, I get sad that I can't uh, celebrate the holidays with every single person yeah. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, I think that it's a mixture of um, worrying that. I'm that it's just too much for my kids, you know, because they want to do all the things. But am I are they overloaded at Christmas and are we missing out on the real meaning of the holiday yeah. and like why we even celebrate it in the first place? Like, is there enough the 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 world and commercials are telling them Santa, Santa, Santa. Mm-hmm. But my job as their mother is to say, well, here's what Christmas is really about. And I love Santa and I love the presents. But it's about Jesus. And yeah. so like, am I even giving a percentage of the amount of effort I need to give to counter what the world is giving? And then yeah. the other thing, and I don't know how many of our listeners relate to this, but I'm, my kids are in two homes. They are with yeah. my ex-husband some of the time and with me some of the time. And I, I can't speak for him and his wife, but I'm sure they feel a little bit of the same um, stress that I do about like, I only have them for half of the Christmas season. And so like, I want to get, I want to get everything in that I possibly can Mm -hmm. in this limited amount of time. It's like, okay, well, I have two weekends between now and Christmas. So, and this weekend we can go to see Santa and then this weekend we can do this. So it's like, it takes scheduling to a different level of like just as much stuff and half the amount of time, you know? Yeah. And that's when I start to realize that it's more for me in some ways than it is for them you yeah. know if they go see Santa with dad do they need to go see Santa with me or is that for me <laughs> oh, no. so yeah. yeah so there's a lot definitely a lot to that um how are you guys saying no when it comes to being invited to things I know Megan you would never say Hor- no. horrible horrible <laughs> I I'm such an extrovert that I would say yes to every single thing if it killed me um yeah and I hate missing stuff so like I said, part of that is my problem. Do you have <laughs> like scheduling? But is your 
do you have like a social group and a church group and a this group? Like, do you do you have a lot of different pockets of? Yeah, a lot people? of different pockets here in in the D.C. area. But then also we our majority of our family and a lot of our friends are in Florida where we grew up. And then, um, you know, my work is also in Florida, too. So when we come down for the holidays, it's kind of that time where we see everyone. And so we feel like we need to see everyone in both families and spend good, long quality time with everyone. And it can just be a lot, especially with two kids kind of schlepping them around from place to place. Um, it can, it can just be a lot. Susan, do you feel like, um, cause I know like when I think about back, back to when I was a kid, I don't feel like we did so many things. Do you mm-hmm. feel like things have changed as far as like everybody feels like they have to throw a party, like the church group has to throw a party, the work group has to throw a party. Do you, do you feel like it's always been like that? No, it's definitely, everything's gotten more. I, they, they were starting to sell Christmas trees in Nordstrom at, in the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, I just feel like we definitely have made a bigger thing out of the holiday versus the holy day. And maybe that's what it is too. Like we start to celebrate Christmas in, you know, I mean, you start buying stuff in October, but then there's parties on December 2nd. And, yeah. and then so you're, you're Christmasing for a whole month. Yeah. And that's just a lot. I think that then by the time Christmas comes around, it always kind of breaks my heart a little bit when people take their lights down on like the morning of the 26th. Oh, my gosh. oh no. I'm the person that, that leaves them up throughout January. Oh, like yeah. February yeah. 1st, I'm like thinking about taking it down. <laughs> I love that. We leave, well, we leave our Christmas tree up because we celebrate Epiphany. So nice. the 12 days of Christmas are after Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so 12 days from Christmas leads you to the, the wise, wise men and three kings. And so we leave the tree up. Up, but sometimes the lights come down. It depends on how my husband's feeling about yeah. <laughs> getting the job done. Yeah, but I do being th- in DC, it's just like so cold and bleak here yeah. in the winter that you like want something that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, like sense. happy and sparkly. And you're not the you neighbor know, that so. leaves them up year round, though. Like that has them up in August. No, right? I don't leave them up year round. No, no, I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> how do we say no at the holidays? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like how you decide what you do and what you pass on. It's hard because of Instagram. Yeah. Mm. Because you see everybody doing things. I just see this all the time. You know, you see and you think, gosh, I should be doing something. I should be enjoying. I, I must not have that holiday spirit. I'm not out yeah. doing something. So I do think it's hard to say no. I don't struggle as much with FOMO or regret in that way. I struggle with the feeling I'm disappointing the person who invited me. And I'm, I literally today had to tell someone I couldn't go to something that I really, really wanted to go to, but it was way out of my budget and I was trying to make it work. And it's just really tough with the holidays and everything else going on. Um, I really struggle with saying no. And I don't know. I think, you know, my husband and I just had to like have a really long talk about what are the reasons I want to do this? What are the reasons I, I don't want to do this and what's the best decision for us? And it's hard. It's really mm-hmm. hard, no matter what your motivator is to want to say yes. Over the holidays, I feel like I need to see everyone, yeah. especially the people that are out of town when we come down. It's like the guilt of, you know, we, we don't live there, so we want to keep up with them. They're our friends or our family, whoever it might be. And so I feel this like guilt of, yeah. okay, I have to spend time with them. And it can't just be like a little bit. It needs to be like long quality time because I haven't seen them all year or whatever it might be. 
Yeah. Guilt. Guilt is such a motivator for Mm -hmm. me, too. I think it's really nice when you have friends who are on the same page as you, though. Like I had a friend text me the other day. She has passes to like the local theme park and we do, too. And she said, hey, do you want to get something on the books? And I started looking through the calendar and I said, honestly, no, we don't have any. I mean, literally, we do not have any dates available that we could do this. And I said, she goes, well, maybe I could come and pick the boys up after school one day and I can take them. And I said, or why don't we look at January? You yeah. know, why don't we just... there's nothing going on. Right. There's, there's so nothing. far. So far, there's mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. But the idea... Not like, you know, I my friends that were on the same page of like, we don't need to cram another thing in. We yes. respect that. We don't need to have that party if we can just go out for dinner one night or in January, celebrate in January, you know? Yeah. I was saying I want to have... a. Uh, like Christmas party, but I want to have it in like January toward the middle of January, because I feel like, you know, December is impossible. Everyone's schedules are way too crazy to like actually enjoy anything. So yeah, like might as well just do it at the end of January or something. Would you have, would you leave the tree up and make everybody dress like Christmassy then? Like this is still a Christmas party. Just like, you know, winter, like, you know, post holiday. So do you think then that this is like, like an attack on like all the busyness makes us love Christmas less and takes the joy away. So is it something that's affecting like our spiritual lives, like how we feel about the birth of Christ even? Mm -hmm. I just this past year actually remember um, sitting at Christmas Eve service thinking about what I had to do when I got home to get dinner on the table. You know, what wasn't ready? I was mentally checking lists, Mm. thinking of what I had left to do that night Mm because it was Christmas Eve instead of really enjoying, Mm. you know, the Lord and and praising Him. I was so mad at myself. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you feel like going to church is another thing on the table. Oh, Christmas is on a Sunday this year. Yeah. And I literally caught myself being like, Oh, we're going to have, because my, I have several pastors in my family and they go to different, they're different churches. So I'm like, we got to go to this service. We got to go to this service. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and then my mom was like, well, this is what Christmas is about. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. It's embarrassing. So how do we kind of shifting gears into tempering the commercialism in ourselves and in our kids? Like how do you guys have any ideas for how to make it less about the presents? I know that is hard because... There, I mean, we got our catalog in the mail from Amazon like two months ago, wow. and I love I mm-hmm. I love handing my kids the catalog and giving them a marker and yeah. letting them go through and circle. I'm like, make sure you write your initial next to yeah. it. It's, I love it. <laughs> I will say this: when I was looking back at old pictures, one thing that we used to do every year with my neighborhood friends, another group of friends, yeah, uh, is the kids had a nativity play, oh, totally cute. unrehearsed, totally. Just literally the older kids kind of reading the Bible verses. We threw sheets on on the angels and little halos. Do you remember that, Megan? Yeah, I I do. For some reason. And it was always like, who's going to be Mary this year? Who's going to be the baby? One of us always had a baby. We had a lot of baby. And they literally did a little, just a little skit. Nobody had lines because the older kids just read it straight straight out. The Mm -hmm. Bible story straight out. It was the cutest thing over the year. I don't know that anybody has time for that kind of thing anymore. I was going to say, here's my question. Like, does something have to get taken off the schedule to 
put in something like that. It's like well, well kids have so many activity groups versus right. the neighborhood group. This yeah. was just yeah, it feels like it's something that would be impromptu. Like say you're everybody's mm. together having dinner one night, like four families, and yeah. the kids are rambunctious, and you're like, here guys, here's mm-hmm. a sheet, mm-hmm. here's here's the puppy, pretend like that's the baby, and <laughs> and reenact the well, Christmas story. Well, it was story. so funny. I have a picture because when we moved to our new neighborhood, we didn't do it, and my kids were a little bit older. My youngest was six by that time. Megan was like twelve, and I still had the the sheets and everything, and I threw it on you guys and made you do it on the front step, Megan, with just y'all and Uncle Bob jumped in. <laughs> We made we made a, a few of the relatives be it in the play. It was adorable. Yeah, I don't remember that one, but I'm sure I that have was a hilarious. picture of it. Well, I like that you said that you made it clear we we it wasn't rehearsed. It wasn't a planned nope. thing because no. I can see somebody going. I would love to do that. I'm going to start organizing it now. I'm going to send up a sign up genius so that everyone can decide what character their child's going to be. No, like no, to just be more spontaneous, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, some of my when I think about like how to temper the commercialism, I think back to some of my favorite memories of Christmas, and like it, they all involve my sister. And like one of them is us like laying on the couch, and we were older too. I think we were probably like you know thirteen and fifteen, laying on the couch in the the family room where the tree was, and the lights being out, but the tree being lit, and just laying on the couch together, like yeah. you know, even falling yeah. asleep. It's just like, and that had nothing to do with presents. I remember some presents that I got for sure, but those memories are the ones that. So I think giving our kids more of those opportunities to create that. Yeah. That, those memories yeah. um, is what we can do as as moms. We had our favorite album was the Muppet Christmas. Uh, ah, yes. And now I'm like getting my boys into it, so that makes me happy. We do have a little fabric nativity. I still have it, and and it's like finger puppets. And I used to tell that story all the time, mm-hmm. just using that. Mm-hmm. And the kids are little. I had I went to a friend's house for dinner. She has eight kids, and um, she's she's like a generation older than me, but. It was at Christmas time and before dinner, so in like the weeks leading up to Christmas, they gradually read the story from the Gospel of Luke. And so mm-hmm. every child had a little different piece of paper. And so as you got closer to Christmas, the farther into the story they read, which was really sweet. Well, that's like our Christmas story and yeah. I, Mom, which I love, the printable mm-hmm. where they can cut out the different parts. And yep, it's so sweet. Yep. And we also have, I was going to say, when you're talking about being distracted at church, we also have the Christmas Eve checklist. Yeah. So that's a good one, too, for all those little things that you feel like you just aren't going aren't gonna to remember. So for the mom who is looking at her month overwhelmed with, you know, weekends are booked, everything's booked. What's a small thing that she can do to incorporate the true meaning of Christmas into her family's lives? Uh, One thing that we did that did help minimize the present chaos, and a lot of people do this, so we're not, it's not original to us, but, you know, because I had five kids, they got one present from Santa and, and their stockings. And then they got a present from each of the wise men. And these weren't big. So they, they'd got a total of four presents, no more. And mm-hmm. everybody was equal. And they took turns opening them. And everybody knew that that. So that helped me from going crazy on yeah. the gift side. That's good. Well, and sometimes we didn't even each get an individual present from Santa. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was like one big present mm-hmm. from Santa. Like I remember one year, our present, our collective present from Santa was a trampoline. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So, wow. you know, it wasn't like yeah. a lot of times we sometimes Did Santa cover the shared. homeowner's insurance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It had a net, Abby, so we were still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no. We didn't look into that back then. <laughs> Santa fine. doesn't care about homeowners. Santa, Santa, yeah. Santa wouldn't have given that trampoline if he'd known that the boys were going to jump from the treehouse mm. into the trampoline. They Thanks, thought Santa. that was really creative. It's, it's, it's more health insurance. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. important. You know, I, I did the three gifts when my kids were little. And I found that as they got older, as they've gotten older, so they're this Christmas they're uh, 9 and 11, um, for me, the gifts, it's more about me. Like, I love watching them open presents. Yeah. I would rather give the gifts than get them. Like, my husband will be like, I only got you these couple things. I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I have, yeah. I, we have a shared bank account. I don't care what you get me because <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> it's my money, too. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't care. So, I, I feel the same way with like all the activities, mm. like taking them to see Santa or doing like a light show or whatever it is that watching them do it and like they're three and four months old probably not going to remember it but it's I think more it for brings you. me more joy <laughs> yeah um, yeah have you started some traditions with them already Megan at least with James and- yes um so every year our family just just us our close family so my husband James and now Beck um we have a Christmas extravaganza day and that includes getting the tree, decorating the tree, making Christmas cookies, having hot chocolate, watching a Christmas movie. Um, I'm trying to think what else we do. It's like, marathon. I mean, he's little. What'd you say? It's a marathon. It's a Christmas marathon day. Well, and it's just a fun day that we can just be together, no one else. And we just do some fun holiday stuff together and James loves it because he gets to have oh, cookies yeah. and hot chocolate and it's just fun. So. Yeah, fun. Do you guys... Chloe, do you and Trent do anything yet? Yes, we do. Um, we, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Yes, um, we do. Uh, we have this horrific set of uh, Christmas PJs that we wear. We match. He loves it. Um, and we have Chinese food, and we do like an indoor picnic, and we watch a Christmas movie. Um, just because we're still, you know, we don't have kids yet, so mm-hmm. we want to just start the memories now of just us two. I love that. We take a picture every year. A lot of people try to volunteer at Christmas and at the holidays. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that's like, well, these organizations need help you around, but everybody wants mm-hmm. to give back at Christmas. You have that feeling or you want to use it as a way to teach your kids. Not everybody has what you have. And so I think it's great. Um, we use Christmas as an opportunity to try to give back um, We've come up with this random tradition of going to Waffle House for dinner. We don't go any other time of the year because, well, we just, we don't. Um, But we'll go either, depends on if the boys are with me at Christmas or if they're with their dad. And we'll find a day. We've gone on Christmas night one year when my parents were out of town because my mom always makes dinner on Christmas night. And so they were in Europe, I think. And we're like, well... We don't have my mom to cook for us, so let's go have a waffle. Um, We've gone on Christmas Eve before, and it's weird because it feels like this isn't what you're supposed to do at Christmas, right? You're supposed to be sitting around with a turkey and whatever, but we'll go, and we usually bring like a $100 bill for each person that's that's working, and we put them in little cards, and then the boys love, I shouldn't have said it's 100 it's not always 100 and I didn't, I'm not saying that to be like, look at what we give. We try to be very generous. Um... And to watch my sons like sneak back into the car and turn around and look out the back window to try to catch the people's Mm, reactions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's something we're going to always remember and be like, that's what we did at Christmas. You know, that's Mm -hmm. so great. Uh, We do something similar. My husband worked in food service. And so he has like just a heart for servers and all that. And um, he'll 
this is this is all him. This is not my idea. Um, but we do it. Every, oh, my husband. It's definitely yeah. more motivated by my husband yeah. than me. I'm like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. No, literally, <laughs> he takes a portion of his end year bonus and gets cash out. And every place we go to, we we tip pretty big. And it's just like, I, I I'm so thankful to be married to someone who has that heart because it is. It's just really a really special thing. I'm I'm glad we get to do that. Yeah. Something that I learned that is such a joy with little kids is. Yes, I, I've always loved Christmas my entire life. But as an adult, obviously, you know, it just it takes on a different meaning and it feels a little bit different. And now having kids and James being three at the age where he can really kind of understand it and get so excited. Yes, it's a busy time, but it is so cute and so fun to see it through his eyes because mm-hmm. it's just that magic is like back and um, he's learning about Christmas and what Christmas means, both from a fun Santa side and uh, Jesus's birth side. And so it's just it, it's it's adorable as a mom to be able to watch him learn about that and experience it and just have he just loves it. It's just, it's so cute. And I think that, you know, what you just said, Chloe, you asked a question earlier about like some good advice to a mom. I think that like after this Christmas, you could, Megan, look at the things that James loved mm-hmm. and those moments that you really felt like this is what Christmas is all about. And so like when, when January comes, you look back at this month and you go, it was these three things. These are the three things that meant the most to my family that, got us to you know we had a great time celebrating together um but it also reminded them of the birth of Jesus you name those three things and the next year you say these are the things that matter the rest of the stuff is extra and if it's getting to be too much then those are the things that get put off to the side you know yeah. i think it's all about priorities really mm-hmm. So how do you set your priorities at Christmas? Tell us via the link in the show notes and find um, links to articles that we mentioned and also the Christmas Eve checklist, the Christmas giving and wishing list. And we have a great link to an advent calendar that it's not too late to start using now. It's got like fun activities behind every door. So check it out. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.